0: So if no one has told you yet this week, since this is the first day of the week, let me be the first one to tell you, I love you, each and every one of you, everyone, thank you, thank you. Uh, There's not a day that goes by that I'm not praying over this congregation, that that I'm not calling some of your names out to the Lord as I know some of your needs, and um, uh, I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to uh, sit with some of you, cry with some of you, rejoice with some of you, laugh with some of you get mad with some of you, and and do life with you. And really, that's what we're wanting to do here at Gathering Church, is just to do life together and to to grow in the Lord. So today, uh, what we're going to talk about, and I apologize, it's probably not going to be the most inspirational of services, but maybe it will be, Uh, but we're just going to have a family meeting. Is that all right? We're just all family, right? So you're in the living room with me, and just, you know, old Uncle Dave's here, just, you know, like giving you, giving you a spiel. So, so Andrew knows how the Uncle Dave spiel's goes. He's my ne- my nephew, so uh, he's been at plenty of these. So, uh, and they're always pretty laid back, right? And filled with way too much sarcasm, isn't it? Right? See, no. I'll try not to be sarcastic. Today. <laughs> but we've got some wonderful things. The reason why I'm excited. Number one, we are now entering into our third year as a church. That's exciting. Yeah. That that means. Hey, look, we're legit. We've been sticking around for over two years. We're, we're not just a flash in the pan. And not only that, we're really no longer a church plant. We're like, it's, 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 I, I thought it was uh, fitting that we walk in and there's all, I'm assuming it's still out there. I don't think anyone's taking it down. All the greenery that's like draped through the chandeliers because, because we really are becoming a full-fledged garden. We're not just this little plant. We've got good fruit that we're bearing consistently, month after month. And that's, that's exciting. And, and many of you have committed to this, and some of you are thinking about committing it to it, and some of you are interested in committing to it, and some of you are just trying to figure out what in the world we 're doing and uh, so that 's what we 're going to talk about today is hey there, we have it 's taken us a while, but that 's all right, everything in god 's timing but we've we 've got a solid structure we 've got a great foundation uh, so today we 're going to start putting up the structure of the house you've, if you've watched some of the houses being built in the neighborhood, you see them. Pour that foundation, and about the time that the concrete finally dries, they start putting up all the studs and the frame in the house. Right? So, Ryan says he's one of the studs in the house. That's what he told me. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Right now, he is the only one in the house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got to see where I'm at here. So, uh, back back in um, May of 2014. Uh, when I first moved into the neighborhood and sitting on my porch, talking with the Lord, the Lord, the Lord told me, he said, hey, uh, what do you think I'm building here? I said, a beautiful neighborhood. He goes, no. He said, I'm building a church. I said, oh, you're going to build a church? I said, yeah, I'm building a church. I said, where are you going to build it? He said, look around you. What do you see? Well, houses are still being built around me. I said, I see houses. He goes, no, look again. He said, that's my church. I said, that's your church? He said, yeah. I said, boy, you got a lot of people in your church in this neighborhood. He said, yeah said, you got a lot of honorary people too because I know some of these people. And he said, you let me worry about that. And he told me, he said, you start loving on my church. And so that's when, for me, I started trying to reach out to my neighbors and when I would cook, people thought, what in the world is this guy doing? Every day I was like walking out of my house with like food going, all right, who's next, who's next? And I'd go, and that's how I got to know a lot of people. And what I was doing was trying to obey what the Lord told me was to love on my church. And I finally asked him, I said, is your church going to meet anywhere? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes. Matter of fact, he goes. They're going to gather down by the lake. That's that's where my gathering's going to be. And I want you to go down there and I want you to pray over the church. I said okay. So I showed up and there was this place right here. Was a big mound of dirt. And he I said, "What's that?" And he said, "That's my church. or my, my church is going to gather." And the dirt. Okay. So he would have me pray, walk around the dirt, and I would sit there and pray over it. In the meantime, I had no clue that that Bob and Howard, the Lord had already dropped in their heart to begin a church uh, here in the neighborhood. And so, fast forward to, to um, January of 2018, and that's when uh, uh, I, you know, I collided with them, and they, they invited me to come help out. And so, we've kind of been on this journey to, to get to where we are today. But what, one of the things that the Lord told me on the porch that, that I remember vividly, he, he reminded me of the story of uh, John the Baptist, when, when, uh, when uh, Zacharias and, and Elizabeth became pregnant with John the Baptist, the, the angel showed up, Zechariah was in his, his, uh, the, the temple tending to all the stuff he was supposed to do, and an angel showed up, scared him half to death, and, and he said, hey, look, your wife is going to have a son, and his name will be called John. So the announcement wasn't just that you're going to have a son, but God's already named the son. And then all of a sudden, fast forward to after when the child was born, uh, and they took him to be circumcised, the priest said, so what are we going to christen him here? What are we going to name him? We're going to name him Zacharias Jr., right? And, the, and the, family, the family said, yes. And Elizabeth said, no. And they said, what? And he said, well, we're going to name him John. And the Bible says that all the friends and close relatives and ev- everyone who was super close to them said, uh, the King James words, that none of thy kindred are called by that name. In other words, we... We don't have anyone in the family named John. Why are you going to name him John? Matter of fact, if you read in the Bible, that's the first time the, word, the name John even shows up in the Bible. Uh, not that there wasn't any Johns prior to that, but it, none, none were ever mentioned. And, and so God was doing something new. And Zachariah finally, you know, the angel had shut his mouth up. So that was probably the most peaceful pregnancy for Elizabeth. Her husband couldn't talk the whole time. But he wrote on a, on a, on a sheet of paper, he said, his name is John. Instantly, his mouth was open, and he prophesied this incredible uh, prophecy about his son. But the point is, God had already named this child. He didn't want it named after something that had already been done in the past. He wanted it named what he wanted it named. And, and that's what the Lord was impressing on me, is I'm going to put a church together in this community that's not supposed to be like any other church. It's not supposed to have the same vibe as other churches. You may worship in a particular manner. You may do some things that are traditional, but just the overall ebb and flow and spirit of this church is supposed to be unique. Don't try to form it, shape it, mold it after anything else. I've already named it John. Don't name it anything else. And so really, that's kind of what happened. I've had so many people come up to me and say, man, this, I don't know what it is about this place, but it's not like any other church I've ever been a part of. And I would smile to myself because I think, ah, there's a reason for that, because that's how the Lord wanted to design it. So uh, anyway, so we have come along now for, uh, uh, to Gathering Church Viridian. So let's, let's talk real quick about the name, and we'll eventually get back, get back to the logo here in a second. But uh, you know, we started out as Saints Church. Uh, within, within about a year, we just kind of shifted, trying to fine-tune the direction that the Lord was leading us. Uh, we were calling it The Gathering because that was kind of the, the name that the Lord kept speaking to all of us about, hey, we're going to gather, my gathering's going to meet down there. So we, we called it the gathering, but then after we kind of test drove that name around, we fine-tuned it even more because people didn't really realize the gathering. What are you at? You guys are gathering for what? What are you gathering for? So we're like, you know, we need to let people know we are a church, <laughs> that we do have a purpose. So So if you want to know the official name here starting year three, the official name, of what we do, where you guys are sitting at the moment, it's Gathering Church Viridian. Gathering Church Viridian. Uh, everyone say that. I, I don't want to hear it. Man, that's got a nice ring to it, huh? Y'all like it? Kind of? A little bit? A little bit? A lot of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, too late. We got a lot of stuff printed, T-shirts and everything. <laughs> um, Actually, actually, let me, let, me, let me talk about this logo real quick. Uh, first of all, thank you to Kate, who has come along and nailed the logo finally for us. Uh, with the help, I think, of, of some input from her daughter. But uh, we were all in logo tired head mode. Like, I was so sick of looking at logos. They all just started looking alike to me. I was like, I don't want to see another logo. I don't even want to look at a logo. I mean, I'm talking months, 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 months. And, and finally, somebody just... somebody with a fresh perspective came in and said what do you think of this we're all yeah that looks good so anyways uh, <laughs> <you> know, <it's laughs> no we were just uh, i was just kind of relieved to finally get you know, a little logo going now we we've, we've got uh, i've had a few people uh, ask about the water droplets or the ripples here so let's talk a little bit about about the ripples i kind of feel like fred Sanford there for a second you know ripple so those of you who used to watch Sanford and son uh, there's, there's lots of symbolism why, why we went with uh, the water ripples. okay? Uh, first of all, uh, we, we really, no matter how, anytime in the future, no matter where, if we wind up eventually having our own place or what, we really kind of started out here by meeting by the water. You know, we did kind of gather down by the water, uh, and kind of near the river. The river's just on the other side of the trees, but, you know, we at least gathered by the lake and, and uh, started praising God together. So, so there's a little symbolism in that. Not only that, the Holy Spirit, which we want to be a Spirit-led church, we don't want to just try to pattern ourselves after traditional things that we've always done in church. We just want to, you know, if the Lord directs us to do something, we'll do it. If he's not directing us to do something, we don't want to do it. So, so to be a Spirit-led church, we need to be full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is always uh, combined and metaphorically mentioned as water. Uh, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Um, Jesus told, told the woman at the well, you know, hey, have you, you know, when, when he asked for a drink, he said, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for a drink, and the water that I give, you'll never thirst again. And the Bible said, this spake he of the, of the Spirit, right? So, so the Holy Spirit is very symbolic of water. Uh, if you want to understand the Holy Spirit, you can go out and kind of study water a little bit, right? Uh, if you want to get a hold of water, you don't just go over there and just grab it, do you? how do you, how do you get a hold of water we went go out here by the lake you've got there's a there's a gentleness a purpose a purposeness a a an intention and attention that you have to give uh when you're when you're trying to walk by the spirit you're just not flippantly walking there's got to be a a a gentle stopping down so that you can hear the still small voice lead you and guide you and 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 this unction that comes on you right uh and and there's there's this uh, if you want to carry water in your hands, you can't just haphazardly do it. You've got to be very intentional and, and uh, attentive to it. And that's if you're going to be a vessel of the Holy Spirit, you, do, you need to be very intentional and attentive to the way you're living your life. So, so there's we've got all that. Uh, there's also three rings or three ripples that uh, is very symbolic of our our mission, our, our vision, which we'll get to here in a minute. But That deals with gather, grow, and go. Uh, uh, It also harkens back, some of you will remember a sermon that that I preached last spring about the butterfly effect, that everything that we do in life has a ripple effect, that if we we can come here on Sunday, and that's all great and grand, but hopefully we are rippling what's taking place here throughout the rest of our life and impacting the community and our jobs and our schools and the market and all that other place. So anyways, there's lots and lots of symbolism that goes into that little drop of water, so uh, if, if you want to, you know, if you ever look at the logo and say, oh, well, there's, there's a whole story there. So, all right, we're going to move on. Is that all right? Everyone got the logo? Ooh and ah real quick. Ooh. Give me an ah. Ah. So, which uh, let me just, <laughs> let me uh, uh, point out, we actually have a new offering box. We, we've, we're, we got rid of the gas can. Uh, so, we're not going to burn the place down. Uh, but we do have a beautiful new offering box. It's kind of got our short and abbreviated logo with the G and all that stuff. So, uh, so yes, uh, I hope you like it so much that you dropped plenty of offering in there this morning, right? So. <laughs> all right, so here's the mission statement. What, why are we even gathering together as a church? Why are we gathering together as a church? This is our mission it's simple to know Christ and make him known. That's it. To know Christ. We're not trying to promote, woo, gathering church, we rock. We're not trying, this is not the Dave Butler show. This is not the J.J. guitar show. This is not Howard and Bob's dream show. This, this is all about Christ. Everything we do, we want to lift him up, glorify him, and we want to know him. We want to know him. That's a, that's, biblically, that's a very intimate word. Adam knew Eve and they had a son. There's intimacy with Christ. Uh, we want to know him in every aspect to, to where we start reflecting him in everything we do. And then we want to reveal him to the rest of the world, to, to the rest of our community. Uh, that's the simple, simple mission uh, statement for Gathering Church. If so if anyone asks you, so you go to that Gathering Church. Yeah. So what are you all trying to do? We're just trying, we're wanting to know Christ and make him known. It's that simple. Okay. Moving on. Everyone still with me? Oh, good, good. I haven't Anyone sleeping yet? All right. Here's our vision. This is one one of the ways that we're going to try to do it. We want to gather, grow, and go. So, gather. We desire to provide a place of belonging, connection, love, and support for the families of our community. Our families gather for weekly worship as well as other times of study and fellowship. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. Matthew 18 20. So, that's one of the things that we're doing here. We're gathering together. We've got a women's Bible study that where you get a chance to gather. Here shortly we'll be kicking back into our men's Bible study where you get to gather together men. We've got children's time. We've got youth time. We've got all kind of times for all the various parts of the family. And so uh, what we want to do is gather them together for the purpose of growing. We just don't want to gather for the sake of hanging out, but we want to grow We want to grow together, we want to grow in Christ, we want to grow in him, and we we just want to grow in our numbers for the sake of uh, introducing people to Christ. So as a community of believers, we strive to grow and mature in our faith by encountering the love of Jesus, studying and understanding his word, the Bible, and applying and practicing it in every area of our life. Speaking the truth in love, we grow, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ, Ephesians 4.15. And finally, go. We don't want to just keep it to ourselves. We don't want to have church for the sake of church. We want to get out there and love people and and impact people and see the kingdom of, of God expand in their life. So go. One of our greatest joys is sharing the love of Jesus throughout our wonderful community, whether it's caring for specific needs in our neighborhood, facilitating community events, loving the greater city via Mission Arlington, or simply reaching out and connecting. Our families have monthly opportunities to do so. Acts 1 and 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness. That's really what it's all about. To be able to come in here, grow in yourself within yourself and grow in your understanding of Christ to the point that you want to go out and you want to share it, share them with everyone you meet. So that's one reason why so many of us are so involved in the community. Not just, you know, it's not just a matter of, oh, we're gonna go out and pass out tracks. You know, it's no, we want to get in, we wanna get in the muck and mire with people and just love on people. And that's one of the reasons why some of us are up opening doors in the morning up at the elementary school for kids uh, as, as the families come out. Why? Because we're trying to love and support people and maybe make a big enough impact to get to know people. The more they get to know us, well, we get to share Christ with them. Well, that's one reason why some of us volunteer so much with community events that, you know, we got a community that has lots of events, right? Uh, which, by the way, we got the trunk or treat tomorrow night. So that's a plug for Becca. A perfect opportunity for us to uh, volunteer for that. Be around the community, start loving on people, and eventually you get to share Christ. One reason why we're doing gathering at the market, and we're out there shaking hands and grinning and all that good stuff, because we're we're just trying to get to know people and connect. And and so we want to. That's part of our going. We're getting outside of these four walls with our faith. Uh, so if 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 you tell people, people say, so what do you do? Well, we just want to know Christ and make Him known. Well, how are you going to do it? Well, we. We gather folks together, we grow together as a family, we grow together in the word and then we get out and go. We just start spreading the love and sharing the love any way we can and letting folks know that Jesus loves them. So, any questions about that? Gather, grow, go. It's really elementary because I'm a very elementary guy. That's the only way I understand stuff, right? So, all right, we've already talked about our logo. So, here we are our leadership. Okay? We will make heads or tails out of all this here in a second. But let me just say I'm really, really excited because we officially now have church bylaws and constitution, all that stuff that no one really cares about, but we really need to to um, uh, you know hang on, hang on. Let me gather. Y'all are like paying more attention to the screen than you are me. I need you to look at me for a second, right? <laughs> so, so, but but we do have a constitution, bylaws, it's all the ways and stuff that that we need for the sake of operating as a nonprofit. Uh, we we do have a charter. We are, are our own nonprofit. So for the sake of uh, the IRS and the government, we've got constitution, bylaws, uh, basically rules that we have uh, that we have adopted for the sake of doing business and functioning as an organization. We have a statement of faith uh, here. In the coming weeks, uh, over the span of the next three weeks, I believe two or three weeks, I have to look back at the calendar. Uh, we will actually be going over our statement of faith as a church. And this is really important because uh, we, there are certain things that we do as a church stand for and we do believe. Now, we are a very interdenominational church, even though we say, well, we're non-denominational. Well, we're actually probably more interdenominational because we're all coming from various backgrounds, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Catholic. We, we, we've all come together to worship together. So we all bring a lot of different angles and perspectives and interpretations of scriptures. And we could sit around and, and debate them and argue them all we want, but that's not going to get us anywhere. But if we can come together on basic truths and say, you know what, these are things that we can all agree on because these are the basic tenets of Christianity. These are things that are non-negotiable. These are things that, that are just rock solid. And then beyond that, your faith is your faith and your walk is your walk and your understanding is your understanding. Uh, so we're going to just kind of review uh, our statement of faith. For some of you, it'll kind of be... A nice Christianity 101 class. For some of you, it'll be ah, this is an establishment of, you know, I just recently gave my heart to the Lord or recommitted myself to the Lord, and I kind of want to understand what I actually believe. Well, this will be a way for you to learn to articulate it. Uh, So we'll be actually passing out a statement of faith next week. We'll start studying over it for a few weeks. Uh, At the conclusion of that, the reason why we want to put that out there is because we're actually going to unroll the concept of membership. If you, if you want to be become an official member of uh, Gathering Church, uh, we're really excited because we got um, uh, one of the top tattoo artists in the area that can tattoo the, the logo on your arm to brand you. No, I'm teasing. We're not going to tattoo you or anything. So <laughs> Mark's excited about it. So no. <laughs> now that would be some love right there. Mark comes in with a big G on his arm so, uh, and a water droplet or whatever. Um, no, but, but what, what that will do is uh, if those of you who, say, who, who feel like you're saying, yes, this is my home church, this is where I'm, I'm putting my roots, this is where I'm going to invest my time and invest my spiritual culture, um, invest uh, finances and, and all that good stuff, well, there's, we, we want to offer membership. And those of you who say, I don't, I don't know if I want to become a member yet, hey, no big deal, come, out, come on in and worship with us. Those of you who say, look, I like coming, but I want to stay as far away from you guys as possible, you know, <laughs> well, fine, you keep coming, right? Maybe we'll win you over. But but uh, uh, we'll, we'll un- kind of unveil that whole principle. But for the sake of membership, we want everyone to be able to at least say, hey, look, as a family, we we agree on this stuff here, the statement of faith. Everything else we can kind of agree to disagree on or uh, have fun whittling away and, and talking about certain things. But uh, So so that's going to be coming up. So I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, if if you're interested in seeing the Constitution and bylaws, uh, you can get with Kate and she can get you a copy per request and and you can read it, study it and if you want to, and say oh that's how these guys are doing business and this, that's how they we 're going to kind of go about the business of the gathering you'll probably get tired head after about the first three articles <laughs> within there, but but uh, you know it may be good reading for you i don 't know. So, all right, here we go. Now you can turn your attention back to the screen. Our leadership. This is, if, if you want to know what the hierarchy is here within the church as far as communication, responsibility, all that good stuff, because we've really never had, for about two years, there's never been this clear-cut thing, yet we've still, the Lord has allowed us to, to get along. Well, now he's kind of formulated us to say, hey, we got a foundation, let's put these Uh, Let's put this frame up. Well, here's the frame. The head of the church is Christ. That's what the Bible says. The head of the church is Christ, okay? So anything that we do, we don't want to do if it's out of the will of the Lord. Uh, If it's not part of his nature, if it's not something he would be pleased in, we don't want to do it. But if it's something he's leading us to do, we want to do it. So the head of the church is Christ. Under that, we have our board, or what we're going to refer to as our elder board. These are the current members. Uh, It will probably expand slightly. Uh, uh, so, so just kind of, uh, we, I think our next board meeting is in January, I believe. So at that point there, there's probably going to be an expansion, but our elder board, uh, consists of myself, Bob Kimball, Carrie Kimball, Howard Porteous, John Jordan, as you affectionately know as JJ and Greg Grimes, the great, great Greg Grimes. Uh, they'll, like I said, this will probably ex- expand possibly up to two more members. Uh, and what the elder board does is they kind of keep Keep the rest of us down here below from uh, getting too rogue and too crazy, right? Uh, and also, uh, they will approve minutes or uh, approve um, budgets and all that good stuff. We do have a budget. We'll, we will be uh, presenting that on the Sunday on Giving Sunday, and uh, letting you know if you've been tithing or if you've been giving. Well, there's there's a there's it's been put to really really good use, and uh, we want to be accountable and transparent for that. So. We have Christ as the head, the the, the Bible says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Well, the elder board, we're sitting on his shoulders. Uh, Under that, we've got our pastoral staff. Our pastoral staff is accountable to the elder board, right? We can't, as a pastoral staff, we can't just get up and do anything we want. We we are held accountable to the elder board. Um, So, we have a senior pastor. Surprise, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all remember when Wade Phillips first became the coach of the Dallas Cowboy, and it was you know here you are you're the coach of one of the grandest sports teams in all of America, and your opening statement and true Wade Phillips good old boy fashion was surprise it's me you know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we have an associate pastor. It is Bob Kimball. We miss Bob so much. We're ready for Bob and Carrie to be home. Uh, and, and notice we are, we are shoulder to shoulder there on that diagram because uh, I, I see him very much as uh, co-pastoring and partnering, and, and there's not a whole lot that I do that I'm not running by him, that, that I'm not seeking his counsel, getting his input from, because I respect him that much and love him, uh, love him like a brother. And, um, you know, so, so he is, uh, you know, and this was part of his dream, so, so I am honored to be working alongside of him. We have an executive pastor, man. That's pretty fancy for us to be such a small church. We got an executive pastor. How many senior pastors of a church this size can say we have an executive pastor? And that is none other, none other than Kate Jordan, and which is huge because, as a senior pastor, I know I know I can preach. I know teaching. I know people. I know how to relate to people. I can counsel with people. I can. Uh, love on people. I can, I can hear people out. I can associate with people. I can do all the ministry stuff. I'm not good at running, running a, an organization. I am not good at uh, administration. And uh, Kate is a genius at running an organization and, and doing all that. So this is basically, in short order, what Kate has communicated to the rest of the pastoral staff. You guys pastor the sheep. I will pastor you guys. And she has. For the last two months, she has been this incredible godsend to us to help us hammer out uh, the constitution bylaws, all these things I had swirling in my head. She actually like got them down into English, which was very impressive. And, um, not only that, she, she has become very much the, the mother hen for, for all of the pastoral staff. When, when I was going through, uh, still am, but when I was going through this last season within my life, she was very diligent every week. How are you doing? Where's your head at? What's your thoughts? You are getting with accountability, right? You're still calling your guys, right? You're you're still, you're surrounding yourself. You're in a good place, right? If you need anything, let me know, blah, 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 blah. So so she does that not only for me, but for the rest of the pastoral staff. So we've got our youth pastor, Ryan Rodriguez, the stud in our frame. (laughs) We got our children's pastor, Becca Lambert, who's out there with the kids right now. Uh, We have our worship leader, John Jordan, who's just doing a phenomenal job. I'm so, so uh, grateful for John. He does a lot of stuff that most folks don't even know, like rewiring things that that are like, (laughs) which I don't know how he has time to do it. He's like in, he's in the Mesquite City Council chambers, like, you know, doing his job and rewiring all at the same time. Uh, We have our technical ministry assistant, which is our uh, very own David Lambrecht. Uh, who's just a genius galore? So the, and the reason why we're all grouped together is we actually meet once a week. So the pastoral staff, we meet once a week. We actually have offices. We have church, we don't have a church building, but we do have church offices. <laughs> and and they're actually in the back of the Nehemiah trailer across the street. and, and so we meet once a week and we, we plot and plan and pray and laugh and accuse each other of things and all that good stuff. Uh, but, but the Lord has formed a, a great family. Of course, we have our community outreach leader. Greg, the great Greg Grimes, who just does, does an incredible job organizing, uh, and and our setup leader. Oh, that's a good name. I hadn't seen that name. I didn't study it enough to say that name. Howard Porteous, you are the setup leader, the leader of setup. <laughs> Trust me, Howard. Howard will set you up too if you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course, up under that, we've got a lot of other ministries of, consisting of volunteers. Of course, we've got uh, um, uh, the Gathering Kids team. Uh, we've got Tiny Gathering. You know, if, if you've got a baby, we've, we do have a little nursery ministry. Uh, the worship team, the tech team. Uh, Ryan, we're still praying for you to get two interns. Ryan's praying for interns. He's, he's begging God for interns, but we're working on that. Uh, the meals, all, all of you that, that volunteer with the meals, uh, the meal volunteers, set up volunteers. You're setting up your volunteers, Howard. Uh, we've got uh, women's ministry, men's ministry. Now, notice men's ministry is under Bob Kimball, uh, so, so uh, uh, that's why right now there's kind of a big pause button on the men's ministry. Bob is obviously dealing with far greater things. Uh, we've got our hospitality team and our cookie drop, uh, which those of you who weren't here last week, April Howell is our cookie monster, the official cookie monster, to organize our cookie drops. Uh, I believe we've got one coming up in November. We'll, we'll plug that here uh shortly so so yes, I'm excited we do have a structure we do have uh we don't just have a foundation we've got a frame up now and and so this is the hierarchy of people you know there was a lot of lot of months in there it was like, oh really, you go to a gathering yeah who's the pastor uh, several folk I don't know you know <laughs> so so yes here here we are who's 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 doing this or how do they how are they set up well no we 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 do have a church board we do have Uh, Senior pastor, associate pastor, we've got uh, 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 you know youth pastor, children's pastor. We we even have an executive pastor. That's how awesome we are. We got an executive. That makes it sound really fancy, executive pastor. Man, I love that. So, all right. Now, uh, I am encouraged because uh, in year three uh, uh, or in year two, I think we transitioned from being a church plant into a full fledged garden. I'm just going to speak out in year three. I think we're going to have full-on Jumanji take place, right? Just, just jungle, just, just you know, foliage everywhere uh, spiritually. And, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to whatever fruit God winds up producing from us. So let's all stand.